Welcome in everybody to another as I look ridiculous. Welcome in everybody to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell along with my co-host Glenn Martin. And as, as always, DK in the background, uh keeping the show uh high and tight, like the haircut, keeping us in order, wrangling us in. Uh, but we're here oddly on a pre on a preview episode Wednesday preview edition. Let's see, Wednesday night preview edition of Thursday night football. The Ravens mm-hmm. against the Cincinnati. What do you call them, Glenn? The, the pussy kitty cats. cats. Pussy cats. That's right. There you go. The the kitty cats, pussy cats, the the, the yep. bungles. You got all em- of those things. Besides the crew, just so you know. Um, <laughs> you but Glenn, the, the, you know, typically we start a- asking how one another are doing. Uh, I just was curious to know what were you doing before we hopped on the show. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, our friends over at the Cincy Jungle Podcast, who we frequently had on. Uh, to help us prepare for an upcoming matchup. They invited me on, and okay. uh, so I had to bring the heat, dude. You know, I had Brought to – uh, yeah, dude, I had to bring uh, some energy to the pod. You know, I felt like when I jumped in, it was lacking a little juice. So mm-hmm. I had first and foremost had to let them know that those people that they had on for previous matchups that weren't James or Glenn, they didn't bring it either. They came with that softball energy. So I had to come at them with the hardball stuff. Uh, I had to let the couple fans in the chat know that, um, look, they called me disrespectful to the kitty cats. That's fine. That's fine. But I, I can promise you this. You know, what the Ravens are going to do to them is going to be far more disrespectful. Okay? Ooh, and I like it. If they're well, looking this- to me to make them feel better about the pussycats, they're looking to the wrong guy. So it sounds like we got Glenn at the end of the bar, not buttoned up Glenn at work. No, dude. I came in fired up, bro. Well, I'll tell you what, if you guys want to check it out, DK has been gracious enough to drop the link to the episode in the description. So go add some comments post-live. Get in there. Get in the yeah. chat. I know, or, you know, get in the comment section. I'm certainly going to go take a look at it. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, man, that's awesome. I'm glad you did that. Showed out for the Ravens, man. That's what it's about, right? And I got to be honest with you, Jimbo. They're scared of the Ravens, bro. Yeah? The fans and the hosts. Talk to me. Oh, shook up. I mean, they are shook right now. Like, I even stuck around a little bit to see what their predictions were. They're not picking their team to win. Ooh. They're picking a big old L. And, in fact, one of the co-hosts said, I don't care what happens after this week. I don't want a third Ravens matchup. I don't want to see the Ravens until 2024. So, not only – I mean, where are they shook for this matchup? They don't want to see us in the playoffs, and I don't blame them, okay? Mm. Because we got their number, okay? And Joe Burrow and his fake swag is going to be going home early this year. I love it. I tell you what, they're five and five. I think it's wishful thinking that if they come out of this game five and six, five and six, somehow they limp into the playoffs. It's going to be a tall task, man. You know this what I mean? Because he is a beast. Yeah, the AFC is an absolute monster. Now I know, obviously, we mm. know. If you guys haven't heard, Deshaun Watson, of course, is out for the season. So, yeah, thanks, Deshaun, for the last stick it to him, to the Ravens, and then say, I'm out of here. Dude, how right? many painkillers did they have him juiced up on? To his eyes? I well, mean, he could Right, the crazy nothing. part is that all those painkillers, and it doesn't make him any less coherent than he normally is. At least yeah, just he's, the same. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty clear that they absolutely juiced this guy to the gills to get him through this game, and... And look, we don't ever root for injuries. You never heard us on here rooting for a single injury of our opponent. But having said that, since it's already taken place, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean if really you're going to want an injury to happen to somebody, you know, the guy who is, you know, a serial 
uh, sexual predator and the highest paid player in the NFL. Like I'm okay with, because it's a win-win, right? Like he doesn't get any validation, any psychological validation that he can still play football because he's hurt. And the Bengals or the Browns are still cursed. Yeah. yeah. So really, it just right, and look to that, to the person in the chat that is continuing. We get it. You're a hater of John Harbaugh. We get it. We understand it. You don't like John Harbaugh. We get it. We get it, dude. You don't like him. We got it, man. Did you say it? Where was this guy last week? You know, when they were the darlings. It's like they have one loss. All of a sudden, this guy is, is, is just funny. Goofball. Um, all right. Let's get into it. No, <laughs> well, let, look, know. I say it all the time really quickly. Mm -hmm. I say it all the time, Glenn. People that are, I don't know this guy personally. Look, I don't. But sometimes in relationships, you shouldn't be so quick to just pull the plug. Because it's yeah. not always easy to know what's on the other side. The grass ain't always greener. Hmm. I mean, yeah. who we, I mean, what are you going to hire Mike McDonald? Are you going to go? Where, where are you going to go? Oh, I'm sure he's got a whole bunch of terrible ideas on who they would hire. You know, how many teams have, have been through this, right? And then all of a sudden, they end up in this so carousel goofy. of coaching. It's so goofy. Like, literally you know look around saying? the league. It's just a silly, just not smart fan comment. Is what that is. Now, again, all these guys' criticism is is warranted. Absolutely. But when, but to call Harbaugh a terrible coach is idiot. I mean, that's just idiocy right there. That's idiocy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I want to talk about this, Glenn. I think it's the best place to start. Being that this is a short week, and I'll say it again. Go check out the in the link. Get in the get in the comment section. Let's flood their comments. Ravens flock. Por, uh, dude, I was yeah, literally man. about to say por favor, please. Yeah. <laughs> Please love their comments. Um, but yeah, get get at them. Um, shout yeah. out to Glenn for 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 standing up, not only for Ravens flock, but also for 410 Sports Talk. Mm -hmm. But um, it's a short week, so injuries are a big deal this week. Um, yeah. You know, being that it's truncated, talk to me. Let's talk about the – let's start with the Ravens. I know the Bengals got some big ones as well, but, I mean, obviously the Ravens do. Uh, so – Let's get into it. DK, do we have a graphic for that by chance? If not, it's okay. I mean, we know the big names. If you can pull one up, we'll start with the big names. How about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I did find it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to pull it up now. Ryan Mink tweeted out both of the injury reports, which is always convenient when you have both of them hey, on there. Mink, Here we Ryan go. Mink, one of my favorite Ravens reporters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a great. keeper. Yeah, he's a keeper. Super friendly. Really quickly, interesting time. fact. You know, Ryan Mink got smashed in the face with a baseball bat when he was a kid? And he had to get reconstructive surgery right here on his face. Really? Yep. I did not know that. He talked about it on the lounge once. Yeah. It was accidental. Okay. He didn't like purposefully get smashed in the face with a baseball bat. It was accidental. Anyway, well, pretty well. I've, I saw a kid in Little League, same thing. Got, But it was, it was the ball. Hit oh. him right in the face. And honestly, it messed me up a little bit. It shook me up. <laughs> Sorry that I'm laughing. Because I was like, holy smokes, because he didn't get out of the way. Bow, right in the kisser. Um, and I was like, dang, that can happen. Uh, that looks like absolutely no fun. No. Uh, but luckily, all my years of baseball. Actually, I did get hit in the face once sliding into second base. I was stealing second base. The catcher's throw comes into second. The, the second baseman or shortstop misses it, hits me right square in the chin and splits my gum. Uh, all around the bottom there. And the woman who was at the sideline, she tried to get me orange slices when I came to the oh, side. Oh, not a good idea. Into an open wound. 
Uh, who yeah. is this lady Straight talking acid. about? Yeah, she's trying to, I mean, trying to just put salt in the wound. Uh, but all right, so let's get into the, the injury report. I have them on the screen here. Yeah, can yeah, you yeah. see them okay? Yeah, can you can you just zoom in a touch? Maybe I'm blind. There we go. It's perfect. Okay. All right, perfect. Let me see if I can get an E. Oh, oh, oh. Too far. <laughs> okay, Not too a far. Little, a little too far. Let me see if I can tone this back. Mm -hmm. There. Oh, there we go. All right. So we'll start with the good guys. As you yep. can see, Devin Duvernay, limited participant Tuesday, did not participate on Wednesdays, listed as questionable. Uh, so I'm going to start with a question there, Jimbo. Is If he's not out there, if he's not able to go, is our kick returner Justice Hill or Keaton Mitchell? Keaton Mitchell! Let's yeah. go! I mean, I think so, right? I mean, it, it, he's not the primary backup as far as, like, the depth chart. It's Justice, but why not Keaton, right? Yeah. I mean, I want to see this kid shoot out of a cannon, you know, in, in, in this scenario. Now I'll say this as fun as it's been to watch Keaton. I have much more faith in Duvernay. Not like I want him to replace him. My preference would still be that Duvernay's out there, but in the instance that he's not like, I don't want people to think I'm going crazy. Right. But in the instance that he's not, he's unable to go, you know, it'd be fun and exciting to watch him back there. Uh, you know, with an opportunity to do something with the football. So yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Yeah. Now what now, about punt returner? Yeah. I know running back at well at both of them. I don't I don't like do running backs back there because the of the ball. hand. You know what I'm right. That always makes me nervous. You get a running back back there. Mm hmm Running back or James Prochet just not a good idea. No, yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. Oh, poor James. Uh, uh but yeah, one, so one has a lot more experience, right? Justice Hill's been <laughs> in the league a lot longer, called a lot more punts uh has he? in practice. In practice. In practice, yeah. Um do you carry somebody either in way? the comments says put Zay out there? I'm all right with that. He did catch the one punt. He can certainly do it. Uh, but they're gonna be reliant on him as a as a receiver. But yeah, if you just need a guy who you can guarantee will catch it, I'm fine with Zay being back there. That's as well. what I'm saying, right? Like job number one, just catch the dang football. A little different than a kick returner. So yeah, yeah. I, I certainly agree. Um, all right, Marlon Humphrey, he's not playing. I don't care what doubtful yeah. they have listed, no chance he plays. I'll be shocked if we see him next Sunday against the Chargers. Um, good news is Morgan Moses practiced in full. He's on track to play. So at least we won't be without both our starting tackles. Yep. Just the one that you see listed out already in Ronnie Stanley. Good news is John Simpson had an illness slash shoulder injury that kept him out Tuesday back to full participation, participation Wednesday. So we won't have to see Ben Cleveland also at left guard. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. We'll, we'll wait on Ben Cleveland for a later date or yeah, in, another, in another uniform. Well, either that or he could do the Ben Powers, you know, come out of nowhere and turn hey, into a player. Like and next year paid. when Zeitler is, I mean, if Zeitler's gone. Yeah, could be. Because this is like Zeitler's last year, right? They they haven't. It is, and they have not extended him. Yeah. yeah. But we'll we'll kind of see how, how all that goes. But yeah, I'm glad we don't have to watch him not this try week. and play this week. Uh, but yeah, the other other guys look like they're on track to play with Van Noy and Worley both getting in yeah. full sessions on Wednesday. Now let's get into them, Jimbo. Yeah. Uh, the good news is Sam Hubbard and T Higgins have already been ruled out. Um, you're like, good news is <laughs> yeah. For the, for the good guys um, that they've already been ruled out, which makes the job a lot easier. The interesting one here is Trey Hendrickson. Um, it, it seems like it was a long shot before the week started that he'd yeah. be able to play with the hyperextended knee, but with a full participation in Wednesday, I mean, I'm expecting him to play now. This to is what the only thing I'll say, right. That's what you're going to say. Go ahead. 
No, God, I mean, it's like what percentage of we getting of training? That's what I was going to say, too, because a full participant on Wednesday is like it's a glorified walkthrough. It's like right? a Friday participation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like whoop de do, you know, like mm -hmm. what does that actually mean? And the other thing I'll say, too, is that if I'm not mistaken, am I understanding this right? Let's see. We played them in week two. For some reason, I feel like McCary was out there. Oh, McCary was our starting left tackle and absolutely wore yes. Hendrickson okay. out. Wait a second. Ronnie just wasn't ready to go yet, right? Remember so, Ronnie started? Yeah, Ronnie wasn't ready to go. So Right, okay. With, uh, so I am remembering this correctly, and I'm not going crazy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that, that you know, being that he's going to be hobbled to some extent and that McCary has experience dealing with this guy, mm -hmm. I feel all right about it. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like we're at a major disadvantage. So... Like you said, a uh, huge deal for them not having Sam Hubbard and then also Hendrickson being some sort of compromise. T, T. Higgins, we talked about this. It's crazy. It was last night, like 24 hours ago. That's a big blow for them, in my opinion, because the Ravens have been able to bottle up uh, Jamar Chase to a certain extent, yep. even you know since he's really been a Bengal playing against the Ravens, like I said, to a certain extent. Um, and so... T was the one that did damage last game. So he's another guy that's that's not going to be out there. That's, that's a tough one, man. Yeah, and with his size, it's a, it's a mismatch in the red zone. Yeah. And that's the area I think the Ravens' defense will hopefully be able to hold and and make these guys kick field goals without T. Higgins in there being that big target. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a bit, that's a big, big, uh, big, um, you know, kind of boost for the Ravens. Yeah. Now, somebody in the chat saying that uh, – that Marlon looked fine in his podcast, but you know, yeah, I mean, was, he was he running? Was he right, running? Was he running? fine. Uh, so yeah, I don't think he's going to be out there. But the good thing is, it does look like he'll be out there. Hopefully, when it matters most, when <laughs> playoff time comes around. Uh, but everybody else on their injury report looks like they're in line to play. DJ Reader mm. will be out there. A woozy Taylor Britt, all those really, guys. It was really funny because they were talking about. I did see the clip where Marlo and PQ were talking about. Uh, what? No, oh, dang. Kenyon Drake tweeted, and uh, I didn't really understand the tweet because I'm really not not cool enough. Yeah, um, I, I looked and I was like, I don't get it. I'm stupid. I'm not. Yeah, cool. like I don't understand. Let's see. I saw he was asking for somebody that can do braids in Cleveland today. Um, I guess he needs to get his hair done or somebody. Wait, else. is he not on the Ravens anymore? Drake? No, no, he's on the Browns. Oh shoot, you're right. Yeah, yeah. He He's said, a brownie. Oh, geez. What did he say? Anyway, my point was this. I thought it was funny because PQ said he's got Twitter fingers. Mm. And I was like, I was like, man, I just felt bad that he's blocked us. You know? Yeah. Because you, you can know, shout him out. Yeah, sorry, Pat. I, you know. Because hold on, was Kenyon Drake talking? He didn't even play. Oh, yeah. Walk game. in your trap and take over your trap. He didn't even play. That's the first thing Marlo said. He was like, did he even play? That's yeah. Okay. I mean, that's an awful bold statement for a guy who probably wasn't even listed as an active participant. Yeah. How did I sound saying that? Did I sound cool? Try did again. Me, me, walk in, walk in your trap and take over your trap. Dude. So cool. So cool, bro. Dude, so cool. Walk dude. in your trap, son. <laughs> no idea did, what dude. that meant before tonight. You did good, bro. Dude. I mean, yeah, and, that is yeah. hilarious. Practice squad players popping off is absolutely hey, laughable. Hey, they won their Super Bowl. Shout out to the Brownies. I guess so. Party's over.
back to That's reality. That's what I was going to say. They got the rest of the season off. Might as well go to the offseason. Dude, here's the craziest thing. I just saw that this this morning. You know who was their backup quarterback all through training camp and was traded right at the end? Oh, yeah. Josh Dobbs, dude. They traded him for like a fifth rounder. How would he look right? How's he doing right now for the Vikings? Crazy. Like, yeah. what a absolute blunder. Mm. Because he could have saved their season. But P.J. Walker, I don't think, can do the same. And neither can Dorian Thompson Robinson. No, um, yeah. No, absolutely. But all that being said, the, the Bengals have <laughs> issues, right? You got to say it faster, Jimbo. That was the only problem. Oh. You didn't say it fast enough. Wait, okay? can I try again? Yeah, try again. Just Wait, now I, got, I, I lost the – uh, okay, so, walk okay, in your you. trap and take over your trap. There you go. There it is. Oh, oh, man. Okay. All right, I'm done embarrassing myself for the night. My wife would be embarrassed to be sitting next to me right now. Um. All right, so next one's on you, Glenny boy. All right, well, let's get into some of the numbers here as we like yeah. to go to after <sighs> we talk who's playing, who's not. So I'll start with... The Cincinnati defense. Uh, currently, the season on the season they rank 16th in the league, giving up 21.3 points per game. Mm-hmm. This is kind of interesting. 30th in yards per game allowed, giving up 38. Excuse me, 384. They are 26th in the league in opponent third down conversion percent. They allow opponents to convert third downs at a rate of 43.1 percent. Uh, let's see, rushing yards per game. They're 30th, Jimbo. Foreshadowing here. Mm-hmm. They give up 136 yards per game on the ground. And and keep in mind, they are without one of their edge guys, and the other one is pretty beat up. Uh, and so they're already 30th in the league with those guys. And then opponents passing yards per game, they're 25th. They give up 247 passing yards per game. So, Jimbo, I mean, this is not – what I was expecting from the defense. We both, I think, expected them to take a dip, losing their their stud safeties in the same offseason, which I think they covered up a lot. Yep. Uh, but I didn't think they would drop this far in production, especially because they still have what I think is a pretty good roster and made some nice replacements for those guys, getting Dax Hill. and, and, and So are you shocked to hear those numbers that they're the bottom, bottom three in some categories defensively? Am I shocked to hear about the Bengals being bad at something. No, no, I'm not shocked. I mean, we, they, they are who they thought we, they were, they are. who. Yeah. How does that go? They are who, who we, we thought, thought they, they were. were. Yeah. There, there you go. No, I think part of defense, we've talked about this before, like when it comes to the bills and the running game, part of defense is a organizational commitment. And I think once you have this, I'm using air quotes, prolific, high flying offense, Right. Maybe some of that commitment organizationally to the defense goes away to a certain extent. I think we saw that in the offseason. In, in, you, you talked about it. They let both their safeties walk. Mm-hmm. Now they got some guys banged up. Uh, and so, no, I mean, I guess I'm surprised because their D.C. was getting some head coaching uh, interviews, right? So you would think, okay, well, he's getting head coaching interviews. Probably means he's got some good numbers. Guys, you know, he's got good units, stuff like that. And he's, he's had moments, obviously, but... Um, I'm excited about the opportunity to get at this secondary for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I guess I'm not, I'm not surprised is what I would say. I mean, look, they're a five and five football team. Glenn, if you remove Cincinnati Bengals, if you remove Joe Burrow, Oh, they five and four DK is what you just said. Yeah. Five and four. The bills are five and five, aren't they? 
Yeah, I think so. So, but my point is that this is a, a relatively average football team right now, right? Based on the record, like you are what your record says you are, period. So, so I think that, um, with all that being said, I'm not, I'm not too surprised now talk to me offensively though, Glenn, or, you know, you already brought up some names, but what I want to know is how you think the Ravens are looking at this defense and, and going at them, right? Like, what do you think that the the, the Ravens sitting in there going, going in their film with the clicker and like, okay, how are we going to expose this defense? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the first place it starts is on the ground. They are a bottom three run defense and you, you can't, I mean, look, the Ravens are number one and they're bottom three defending it. So that's got to be the place you start. You, you yep. got to you got to be effective on the ground. That doesn't mean, you know, you go to a that that's your only way of attacking, because I do expect them at some point to load the box with eight or nine defenders and force us to make a play on the outside. And to this point, except for the Bengal or the Browns second half, they've been able to to do that. They've they've used uh, you know the quick pass to uh, Odell Beckham Jr., you know, we've seen that uh, to Zay Flowers. We've seen to a lot of guys. And so I do think at some point in the game, they're going to challenge the Ravens' outside players. And let's hope that they can do what they, they've been doing so far, and that's win those one-on-one battles and do just enough to get it done. But also what I'm hoping we'll see this week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is them connect on a deep ball, Jimbo. We've seen some attempts, but all these attempts are going right over the outstretched arms of, of our receiver. And so they've got to do a better job of when they take their shots, hitting them. I mean, I always said, take your shot, even if you're not hitting them, because at least showing that you're willing to try will back the defense off. But I'm, I've moved on from that. I needed them to hit some, Jimbo. I mean, holy smokes, if we just hit one or two of these, not only does it help us this game, but it helps us going forward for what defensive coordinators have to prepare for. So I absolutely think it's going to start with the run attack, but then we're going to have to find our hot receiver. When they, when they load the box and dare us to throw. And then when we do get the opportunity to challenge them down the field, we got to hit or at least give our receiver an opportunity to hit because we've seen it countless times. I'd rather at this point be an underthrow than an overthrow because half the underthrows end up being horrible penalty calls anyway where the defender just gets absolutely screwed. So look, just give your guy a shot, Lamar. Please don't throw it out of bounds. Don't throw it you know out, outside of his reach. And I think I think we'll be okay, Jimbo. No, I like it. Uh, what's your offensive key to the game? Yeah, so let's see here. You know you know what's surprising? Having said all that I just said about how, you know, the Ravens need to hit on some of these big plays. And yeah, yeah. Isn't it interesting that right now I'm trying to find it because it was on somebody's Twitter and I'm really – I'm trying to track it down. The Ravens lead the league in big plays. And most people would say – what? It's got to be the Dolphins. Like the Dolphins yeah. lead the league. No, in fact, uh, here we go. Most big plays through through this point. The Ravens have seventy four big plays on the year. The Dolphins are second with seventy two, and the Dolphin or and the Niners tied with seventy two. Now, what's a big play? A big play is a run over ten yards or a catch over twenty yards. So, is that surprise? Like, would that would you have guessed if I asked you to guess who leads the league in big plays? Would you have guessed it was the Ravens? No, I wouldn't. Uh, and part of that would just be because in my mind, I think of just like you said, some of the big play overthrows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all that being said, I mean, we we if you think about all the stuff on the ground, and you think about basically every time Mark Andrews catches the football, it qualifies as a big play, twenty yarder. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? So that is surprising until you really get a good, you know, you get you give it a good think um, and, and take a look at it. That's, uh, that's awesome, but I agree with you. I mean, I think, you know, they need to take advantage of this uh, defense and, and, and hit them with, you know, hit them in the mouth a couple of times, with some big plays. That's, that's definitely uh, crucial, but, but that wasn't my key. No, that's not your key. I'm, I was I'm, just I'm, sharing I'm, that because I thought, I thought it was such a cool stat and here it is. Okay. I hit stop share. You know, I'm just, all right, you get the point. They lead the league in big place. I'm not going to pull it back up, but uh. my key to the game I feel like we live and die, and Cole said it best, you know, with the, with our offensive line. And if they play well, no matter who's in there, we tend to play well offensively. And if they don't, we tend to struggle. So my key to the game is that the offensive line must be a strength in both the run and pass. And people are, well, you don't have Stanley. Well, we didn't have Stanley in week two when McCarry absolutely wore Hendrickson out, like completely dominated him. So even with McCarry at left tackle and everyone else, in their in their correct spots. I feel like we should this should be a strength for us going up against their D-line. They're banged up. And yeah, they got a big slobber knocker inside and in DJ Reader, but we're healthy on the interior. So bring it on. And, and so I think we our offensive line, we have to come out of this game thinking our offensive line was a strength for us in that game. And so that's my key to the game. My breakout player is Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is creating so much separation, it's yeah. nauseating. If you guys watch any film breakdown. Uh, persons that you like. I mean, I would always suggest Cole Jackson because I think he's the best in the business. The The amount of separation that Bateman is getting and and not always getting the target to, to highlight it is absolutely insane. And so I think that while the oh, the defense is going to focus on OBJ being our, 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 our blitz, you know, beater and our, yeah. our one-on-one guy, I think we flip the script. We focus it on Bateman and Bateman is our leading receiver this week. Oh, I like that. I, I like I like both your key and your player. Mm-hmm. Ravens O's Nation said took off took off work for this game. Let's get a win, please. See, I love the dedication. I love it. I always I always consider. I'll tell you what, Ravens. I always consider just calling in a few days out of the year. Just not calling it, but like you know, putting it in my my PTO calendar, requesting the PTO as soon as the like the draft day. You know, as soon as we know draft mm-hmm. day, the the following day, any Thursday night games. The following day and the day after the Super Bowl, just in case. Yep. You know, I like I've it. never I never do it, but shout out to you, Ravens O's Nation, for being committed enough to say, hey boss, I ain't coming into my and uh mm-hmm. it is what it is. That's that's, that's awesome, it. man. Enjoy the game, enjoy your evening, and enjoy your long weekend. Um, but I I really like your key to the game. I really like your player uh that you picked as your breakout player and Rashad Bateman. And I also agree with you on the synopsis in that. This offensive line really needs to uh, take advantage of their defense. Everyone can talk about Ronnie being out, but we still have, you know, with Mo- Moses coming back, four out of five of our starters are healthy. And I think on a lot of teams, McCarry's a starter. I think on a lot of full point. McCarry's a top five. Um, you know, a top five for for whether you know they play him at guard i don't know if he'd be a, a tackle on every single team but he would make him make his way onto starting roster i think on on a lot of football teams mm-hmm. uh, shouting so, raven in the chat shout out ew, appreciate you jumping up, in man? here certainly on the giants who just take old ravens oh. you know ben bredesen and tyree phillips they would certainly love to have the crown jewel in in mccary but the ravens locked him up uh all that being mm-hmm. said i think that using your key to the game the ravens can then 
execute on mine, right? Like be a strength in the, in the, in the offensive line from a passing perspective and really push the secondary to, to stand up and, and stop this passing attack. Lamar Jackson has been dropping it in a bucket a lot this year and has really shown that he's improved as a passer downfield. So, you know, a lot of times, and this is funny because this is contrary to my default method, my default thinking when it comes to football, because I, I like, you know, young Ravens, I think, you know, when I was a kid, I think of Jamal Lewis, I think of Priest Holmes, I think of Leron McClain, I think of Ray, right? Like these were the guys I was raised watching Willis McGahee, things like that. Ozzie Newsom would always say, you know, uh, John, excuse me, would always say, stop the run, run the football, right? So like, I feel like in this game in particular, uh, I think it's the way that you get up on them is uh, you, you attack this secondary. I don't think they're very good. I don't think they're very convicted. And uh, I don't think they're very confident. So uh, I think they need to get at this secondary. Now, all that being said, my breakout player, and solely because, not solely, but certainly a lot based on what you said with the offensive line, is going to be Keaton Mitchell. I think Keaton Mitchell is going to get the rock. Uh, he's going to, I mean, I think he, man, our one of our over-unders has to do with Keaton Mitchell. And that was a tough one for me. Uh, but I think that even if I go with the under, which I did, you guys will see it later. I think it's still enough for him to be the breakout player uh, in this game. I think he has a, he has a number of plays that are categorized as big plays based on what you mentioned. So I'm going to keep Mitchell here, Glenn. I like it, dude. I think Ravens fans will absolutely have a fit if we don't see this guy, you know, have a huge increase in his touches. Uh, and it, it's not even like – it's like one of those things like it just makes too much sense to get this guy. The way – the element he brings, we've been missing that element. There's yeah. no doubt about it. So let's let's see what the young guy's got. Now, if he's out there and he's blowing his pass protection uh, assignments, then we may have to make an in, uh, in-game change. But – Let's let that happen before we pull them out. Let's not just keep them on the sideline thinking, what if it did happen? Yeah. I think that was their concern last week. Let's let this guy go out there. He's never shown any any glimpses that he can't handle the responsibility to this point. So let's let at least show well, he can't do it before we just put him on the sideline. Glenn, as a resident fantasy expert, why don't you give Ravens win 16 some advice here? Don't do it. Do yeah. not bench Mostert. He leads the league in rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I would not do that either. As much as I like Keaton Mitchell. Right. And as and much as it's hard because you know you're emotional about it being a Ravens fan, you know, Ravens win. Uh, but yeah. The hard thing about this. starting any well, maybe not Gus, but it's just the rotation. It's just feast fan, you know, it's feast and famine. And even when all of them do okay, they just do okay. There's no bell mm -hmm. cow, bell cow, right? Like Gus could well, get Gus two. Gus is but getting he, all the goal line work. Right. But it's hard because if he doesn't get the goal line work, he's not getting the volume. Yeah. You know, now Keaton cases. could now having said that, Keaton could pop a 60 yard run for a touchdown <laughs> Dude, and you sprinkle know, in another couple stuff. So he yeah. could, but I'm not benching most or he leads the league in rushing touchdowns. Yeah, and you know it's funny, I was thinking about that play he had, that long touchdown he had in the, the Browns game. When he planted and cut to the left, didn't that make you think of now that I've I have i have watched it a couple times? Remember the hey diddle diddle or he writes up mm. the middle when Ray got, I don't know, I, I guess it was probably Eric Weddle. I don't know. Actually. Yeah, Eric Weddle got destroyed by. Yeah, but it was Holden. before that. the The defenders that were bearing down on him, and man, he hit that. You know, he that right foot planted. He boom. You know, cut mm -hmm. to the left, and those guys' hips had to turn to like open up. And he was like, "I'm out of here, dude." You know, ended up cutting up the field. 
man, that was an awesome play. Still yeah. uh, in in the Keaton Mitchell Dude, play, but that, that play and that was a classic, a classic example of you can't focus on the result on whether that was a good decision. Because I don't care what anyone says, that was a bad move by Joe Flacco to dump the ball down three oh. yards beyond the line of scrimmage on fourth yeah. and twenty nine. And just because it worked out does not mean that was the right decision. And I'll always say that. Yeah, that's that is absolutely the case. Um, yeah. Hold All on. that being said, Who's keep on Mitch the left. Darnell's trying to be rude to you. Dude. He said you cough too damn much. Yeah, I do. I, I <laughs> he's got lot. something going on, man. He's trying yeah. to get it treated. I just went right? to hold it on to steroids. But hey, Darnell, if you want to meet me outside tomorrow morning, I'll be out at five thirty. That's right. You want to hit me for 10 miles? Let's do it. Then let's Try see who's coughing and choking. Let's Try and keep up. And choking, Darnell. That's right. That's right. You let them know. You yeah. let them know. While you're in your bed. Your boy's working. That's right. I'm talking to an athlete. That's right. <laughs> you see this cup right here? That's right. I, I, I can't really tell what it is because the graphic on your green screen is just destroying it's it. Okay. So. Really did you cool just spit? Cup. Did you just backwash back into your own cup? No, no, no. it was uh, it was uh, because I got in here um, lemon water, like some agave, so it was just a lemon seed. I just okay. shot back gotcha. in the gotcha. gotcha. in the All cup. Right. Yeah, right. I'm not uh. that gross. <laughs> um. Okay, right. really well, quickly, Glenn. Honest question. Yeah, let me hear it. As a father, mm -hmm. have you ever, when you're like my son, always? He drinks his cup, and like sometimes I'll watch him drinking his water, and I'll watch the freaking bash backwash just go into the cup. Yeah, I mean, he's a little kid, right? He's just mm -hmm, learning how mm -hmm. to use the cup, whatever. Dude, I have accidentally just like pounded his water. And I'm like, oh, that was, you know, have you ever accidentally like take, you know, back in the day when Cam was little, it was like two, just oh, uh, mm -hmm, knowing mm -hmm. that that was a ton of backwash. Look, I'll be honest with you, I that stuff never bothered me, only with my son. Only yeah, yeah, with yeah. my son. Now, I will say this. If they're eating and drinking, that's a no-go. Because there's always food particles in their drink. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But if he just comes over. No, that's exactly what water, I'm talking about. That scenario. Oh, the food particles? Yes. Oh, no. That's vile. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mistakes were made, bruh. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. Um, hey, Darnell, he don't want to fight you. No. Well, he don't want to fight you. He wants to run with you. Hey, look, right? if you're a Golden Glove boxer, you should be able to keep up. You should have plenty of cardio. Yeah, Let's do it. Can you run a sub seven minute mile for a half marathon? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it, my man. I'm right here in the corner. That's right. That's right. Find him in the city. That's right. Five. I'm the only. The only other people that are up with me are the people that haven't fallen asleep yet, and they're usually walking around intoxicated. Uh huh. Uh huh. Or the Amazon delivery drivers. That's it. And That's the restaurant it. workers, you know, like That's that it. are getting That's up all. way early. What restaurant workers need to be that early? Like I mean, breakfast, you know, like breakfast, oh, there's like yeah, some breakfast, breakfast spots spot. around yeah, here yeah, and stuff yeah. like that that open at like true. six, seven, you know. True, anyway. true, true, true. Yeah. All, all right. right. Well, let's get into their offense versus our defense, Jimbo. Let's do it. This is a just as exciting of a matchup, right? I mean, look, this is a game where if you guys watched Roquan Smith's press conference, you can just tell he's so over that game. He was doing the on to Cincinnati stuff, Jimbo. Like, mm -hmm. he was so irritated at what happened last game. And I think he's just kind of a, a messenger for the whole defense. I got a feeling that they've all – they all kind of – I mean, look, he went, what, 14 for 14 in the second half, Deshaun Watson did, with a broken bone in his shoulder. Like, they got to be sick to their stomach. And so I think it's going to be a motivated group coming in here to take one – 
the Bengals. But let me tell you a little something about their offense, all right? So offensively, the Bengals come in with the 20th-ranked offense, scoring just over 20 points per game. Uh, let's see, yards per game, they're 24th. 301 yards per game rushing yards. They're 30. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're 32nd. They only average 74.8 rushing yards on the ground per game. And then. Well, look who the running back is Glenn. I mean, are you surprised? I mean, I know you're not, I know you're absolutely not surprised. Um, Najee are the most overrated running backs. Oh my gosh. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Passing yards. They're 16th, 227 yards per game. Uh, so even, you know, when I talked about their defense, I can say the same about their offense. Like I was expecting way more from this offense. And I know Burroughs had some, some injury concerns, but for the vast majority of the, uh, of the season, he's been out there, he's been playing. And when you're out there, I, I mean, look, I can't, I, I can only hold you to your, to your standard when you're out there. Cause you say you're healthy enough to play, you play. Right. Right. This is disappointing. I mean, they're the bottom third and sometimes worse in virtually every statistical category. Well, hey, oh man, sorry. you're gonna piss off the gold glover. He's gonna I beat know. the shit out of you. <laughs> He's gonna come jump through the screen. Uh, um surprise, but not surprised. Certainly about the running stuff. Not surprised. I mean, there's no commitment to it, uh most for the most part, and their running back isn't that good. Uh, they've also been banged up on the offensive line throughout the season, haven't they? I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they've had some inconsistencies there at the offensive line, but no excuses. Look, Bengals, let's just say it, Glenn. Like, mm-hmm. the Bengals have been everyone's like, like I said it before, you know, Joe Burrow's been getting the Kevin Durant pass like when he was in OKC for mm-hmm. a while, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at this team, they're very much like, Oklahoma city. And that like, they've been, everyone's like darling, like waiting for all of this to come together. And it ain't happening. They're just not that good. (laughs) Like they're just not that good. I love it. I don't know what else to say. They're just not great. They're Mm -hmm. five and four by the skin of their teeth. And they're not that great. Yeah. They destroyed the Cardinals. Whoop-de-doo. It made the back page of the news. Well, DK does bring up a pretty interesting point here, Jimbo. They are number one in the league in offensive penalties. Yeah, and they have the highest paid quarterback. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Has he been passed by now? What? No, Joey? He was the last guy? Because I thought, when did Herbert get his? Before, Joe. Wow. I know that. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I think the crazy thing is I think he almost, I know he cracked 200 in guaranteed money. I think he started creeping up close. I know Deshaun's still at 235, but mm-hmm, next mm-hmm. quarterback, I think, is going to be up at Deshaun. Yeah. By the way, um, for the next three years, Jimbo, 24, 2025, and 2026, Deshaun Watson's cap number is $63.9 million. Holy heck, man. Congratulations, Browns. Man, dude's taking that to the bank. And isn't it crazy how Josh Dobbs, I mean, what eight, eight, what is he making this year? Like 800,000 or something? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing. Pa- pa- peanuts. Less than what Deshaun makes in a game, most likely. I mean, I and, know that sounds crazy, but most yeah. likely. No, you're right. And and the crazy thing is, if you take out, yeah, he had a fantastic second half. But I'm going to take the larger sample size of what he's done all season into account, and not just the second half. 
I'm pretty sure Josh Dobbs would have played better in this offense in this yeah. under the exact same circumstances. If you judge what he's done in Arizona now in Minnesota, I think you could say he would have been overall the better, but obviously with the, the paycheck, there ain't nobody beating him out for a job. No, 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 no. Could you imagine benching him? Dude, 65 or 64 million sitting <laughs> on your bench. Holy crap. Oh, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. makes uh Chris Davis look good. Yeah, who's by the way still getting paid. Still. Hey, wouldn't that low key wouldn't that be nice though to be at home? Like dude, them hey, deferred baby. payments. Hey, check in the mail yet. Dude, <laughs> deferred payments. Crazy. Just sitting on the beach, like some guy walks up with a silver platter with an envelope. Sir, right. your Orioles payment for the year has been delivered. That's it's right. It's like, you know, I mean, millions of dollars. You're like, thank you. Yeah, oh man. Yeah. No, I wouldn't even be nice to the to the to the butler. I'd be like, put it down and get away. Chew, shoe, peasant. Don't get me something else. That's right. My drink is halfway empty. That's right. I know you saw that. <laughs> Fill it up. Don't expect a tip. <laughs> uh, but um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, look, like I said, I'm just not nervous about this offense uh, or, or obviously the defense. I don't think it's stylistically. I don't think it's a matchup on either end of the football. That Look, I'll say it. The Cincy Jungle Boys are right to be scared. They just are. Right, and I tell you what, Glenn didn't do him any favors. Made him made, didn't make him feel good at all. Is there any fear or trepidation with the simple combination of Joe Burrow and and Jamar Chase? Like, is that something that you know you you think about and you're like, crap? Okay, maybe I should take. Not that I'm not taking this team more seriously, but I'm just superior. I have superior confidence that the Ravens simply execute. They will win this football game, but. Mm-hmm. You know, does Jamar Chase still give you that, like, cause to pause, if you will? Well, certainly with Marlon out there, if Marlon was out there, it'd be a whole different story. But with Marlon yeah. out, knowing we're going to have to rely on on Rocky Sin to, to a degree that we probably didn't don't feel necessarily that comfortable. Uh, same can be said with Darby. I mean, I know, you know, they feel really good about Brandon Stevens being out there. But I, I, I think uh, Jamar Chase, to me, is the guy in this game where you don't let that guy beat you. That's yeah. the guy that you can't let beat you if Tyler Boyd pulls some heroics okay but I'm putting Brandon Stevens on Tyler Boyd and I'm saying that's your guy stick to him like glue hang on him like a pair of ass cheeks don't let that guy get anywhere away from you and and then you double team Jamar Chase you keep a safety over the top I don't care where he goes you double team him every single place he goes you stop the big play because that's really a big concern is will he run by one of our corners? And I guess yeah. the same could be said if Marlon was out there also, but I certainly would feel more comfortable if Marlon was guarding. Well, I'll tell you what, Glenn, that rolls right into my defensive key to the game, which I'll provide to all of you in my infinite wisdom. No, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, keep it all in front of you. We saw the Ravens do this, and we've seen the Ravens do this in the past uh, against the Bengals, and uh, make them work their way down the field, right? Like make them earn it. I don't think that Joey is a dink and dunker like a Tom Brady, who is the best at dinking and dunking down the field, right? Like this is not Joey's game. And uh, I think they're susceptible to mistakes. If you can make them that type of a team, I think their offense in most cases will stall. Uh, So I think they're overly dependent on the over the top stuff. Simply keep it in front of you. Like I know this sounds elementary, but, Keep it in front of you, man. I keep all the, the, you know, keep keep this stuff in front of you. And then I gotta say this: tackle, tackle, tackle. Right? Like you remember when Jamar ran for that whatever 
he he like spun out of two guys and ran for that long play. So I think if the Ravens can simply keep the the football in front of them defensively uh, and and not let it get over the top, then I think we're all right. And with that in mind, Glenn, my breakout player of the game probably had the quietest 21 tackles of of anyone in history last week. I'm waiting for a a, a, a fumble recovery, a sack fumble, an interception. I think that Roquan is going to go off this game. Uh, I think that you'll be able to hear, see, and feel the impact of his tackles way up in the the upper deck of, of the bank. But I think he has an impactful player too. Whether that manifests itself in a fumble, in a you know strip sack, or a, or an interception, but I think he has a huge game. I'm going Roquan for my breakout player of the game. Nice, I like it. I think uh, I think he is, he just looks furious at what happened last game, and you know I understand why it was probably again zero seconds trailing, lost the game. Absolutely makes no sense, but I think that's a good one. I think keeping him in front of you that is because Joe Burrow does not like being forced to nickel and dime his way down the field. He wants the big play. He wants the chunk yards. And Jamar Chase has shown frustration when he isn't getting, you know, the, the targets and is big a part of game plan. We want all those things to come to light this weekend. Um, by the way, somebody said that Jamar Ch- <coughs> or Boyd had 117 yards last game. He had 52. So, I wonder if that was last year. Maybe he's thinking of last year. Week two. Um, 52 yards, six catches. Um, all right. So for me, mine is, uh, I want to keep, I want the Ravens to keep Joe Mixon under four yards per carry. And the reason I say that is if you remember in the last matchup, I think a big missed opportunity for the Bengals is that they didn't run the ball enough. They only lost the game by three points. They threw the ball. Joe Burrow threw the ball 41 times and they ran it as a team 15 times. So Joe Mixon had 13 carries, 59 yards. He averaged four and a half per carry. I want that number. I want them to keep Joe Joe Mixon under four yards per carry. Because if they start, you know, getting four yards, five yards, four yards, five yards, that means their third downs are going to be awfully short. And, and I need them to put Joe in long third, third downs so we can get after his ass. And, and also, I don't want them to have any early success on the ground because I want them to abandon the run game like they did last time. Because if mm-hmm. they would have stuck to the run game, I think their offense would have been a lot more effective. And too often, that's a criticism of their coaching staff that they get away too too often and put the ball too much in the hands of Joe Burrow. Uh, so to me, keep it, keeping Joe Mixon under four yards of carry will, will allow them to completely abandon the run like they want to do anyway. And force Joe to beat us. And I like our chances with our defensive game plan as of late, uh, limiting what they can do, especially with T. Higgins being out. Mm. I like it. Keep mixing under four. And then my breakout player, Geno Stone's getting another one. (coughs) Really? Geno Stone's getting another one. He should have had one last week when Hamilton snatched it away from him. And you know Joey's going to sit back there and launch him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's going to launch him. I think I think Gino's gonna get his ass again. I like it. Well, DK just wanted to clarify the Boyd comment was in regard to the like previous week, the Texans game. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was a high scoring game. I think everybody went over a hundred in that one. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was kind of a. Uh, I uh, like it though, Glenn. I like your. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Kip's uh, keep mixing. Look, but I don't know how that applies. Like, how does what Tyler Boyd did to the Texans apply to? Like, I guess because he's got like a hot <laughs> hand or something. But I mean, Joe J Chase had like a hundred and some yards and a tutty. I mean, they they went bonkers. So I mean, yeah. Well, and I'll also say this: if the Ravens can execute both of our defensive keys of the game. Can you imagine how much of an issue it would become? First of all, you can't run the football, mm -hmm. and then you just eliminate the big play. That's I literally think that's their game plan, Jim. That's a long like we long literally highlighted night. their exact game plan. I yeah. guarantee it. No, you're right. I mean, if you if, if McDonald puts two things up on the board, it's gonna be that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that uh, shows with their with how they play. They don't let the big play. They make you if the Bengals are gonna beat us, they're gonna have to do it on 12 play drives, baby. Yep. I love it. All right. Well, uh, I think it's about time, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, buddy. It's about time to get to our weekly competition. Of course, our weekly over-under competition, all of you guys can participate in. The way to do so is to watch the show as you're doing now, follow the over-unders, submit your answers using any of the social media handles above Glenn's head, or put a comment in this video after the video is done going live. Don't put in the chat. Comment your video. And don't edit your comment. Make sure you put it in once, and if you want to change it, delete it, and then put it in again so the timestamps are accurate. <coughs> All right, let's get into it. And, of course, this competition would not be made possible without our faithful partner, BetUS. Guys, go have some fun with the friends, the boys, the significant other, the family, whoever, the girls, and have some fun on BetUS. They give you free money. Right, so you you go ahead and you put in up to twenty five hundred dollars. They're going to give you a match up to one hundred twenty five percent. So not only one hundred percent return of your money, they're going to give some extra cash on top of it. Just go have some fun. They got prop bets, in game bets, season long bets, all kinds of bets on all kinds of sports. If football ain't your only only thing, and you, and, uh, you want to play tonight, tomorrow night, and the next night, I'm sure they got a ton of NBA action as well. Mm -hmm. So look, use the link that exists in the description. Go to BetUS. Use the promo code four one zero. And uh, have some fun. It's an easy way for you to support us here at, at the show and for you guys to go out there and, and make some money. All right. Mm -hmm. All that being said, let's do it, DK. All right. So the first over-under is Keaton Mitchell receptions plus carry. So the total amount of times he will touch the ball on offense because he could end up being our <laughs> primary kicker or punt returner. So yep. only offensive touches for Keaton Mitchell. DK puts it at nine and a half. Just four touches last week so jimbo will he have more or less than nine and a half offensive touches yeah i'm going under on this one mm. uh even though i picked him as my breakout player i don't think it takes nine dang yeah my man well it doesn't it doesn't it hasn't needed to take that much to this point no. seems like as soon as he's in the game he goes for a touchdown so um wow okay breakout player but under nine and a half touches i agree under and the only reason i'm saying it is because I need to see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say over, but man, am I hoping it's over nine or nine and a half. I hope I'm wrong on this one, uh, but all three of us agree under as far as our predictions. So the good news is if I'm wrong, I can hope I'm wrong and I still won't lose to you guys. You know, it's called a win, win, win. Rarity. Rarity. Uh, you don't see it of, very often. Of the rarest kind. That's right. That's right. I appreciate Lee Sand. People's chant. I love it. Um, all right, next. Let's just hope under. the Ravens win. How about that, folks? Well, again, win-win. You know? They we haven't had one win. of those yet. 
<laughs> not no. when Glenn wins, anyway. No. So far, not going well. Number two uh, over-under is Odell Beckham Jr. receiving yards. He had 40 last week. DK puts it at 30 and a half. Will he have more or less? I'm going over. Over. This is uh, my last-minute change here. Oh, uh, I like it. Going over. I think Odell gets over 30. And you know what, Glenn? I think he gets over 30 in the first half. Dang. Yep. I like it. That's right. Odell Beckham going over, baby. All right. What about all you? Right. All right. I'm going to say under. Now, the reason I'm going to say under, let's remember, he had those 40 yards on a single catch. It's okay? all it takes. It's all it takes. And I fully expect him to be... Uh, I, I think he's going to be the focus of their defense in those critical moments and allow Bateman, who is my key breakout player, uh, to be the guy. So I think because of that, uh, Bateman and, and Zay and others are the stars, and he has mm. less. Mm. All right. Well, mm -hmm. and there's the loss, ladies and gentlemen. DK also agrees with me, went over uh, on this one. So, uh, yeah, Glenn. I might fall behind. You after guys were week. wrong last week. Remember well, didn't we tie last week in total over-unders? Oh, yeah, we did tie. Tiebreaker won it. That's right. Well, DK didn't tie me, damn it. No. He was wrong zero, with right? all of them. Oh. <laughs> all right. Over-under number three. Bengals passing yards. 225 and a half yards. Last week, the Ravens gave up 195. Hmm. Glenn, what say you, my friend? What did I say? Day. I don't even you remember said, what I guess. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised by your answer. Oh, yeah. I said over. Yeah. Uh, only because I think we will, like I said, render Joe Mixon ineffective, which mm -hmm. will then put the ball in Joe Burrow's hands. And look, yeah. uh, DK talked about it in, in one of our pre-shows. In the fourth quarter, yeah, they might give up some trash yards. And, mm -hmm. and Joe Burrow might take advantage of some soft looks defensively <laughs> until, until they get in the red zone. So I think he'll have 230 yards passing. But it'll be, as you say, Jimmy, a bunch of empty calories. Yeah, man. A bunch of white rice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, come on, guys. Uh, no, I, I actually agree with you. I think it's going to be over simply because they, one, aren't really committed to running the football to begin with. Mm -hmm. Number two, once they get down, they're going to be less committed to running the football. So I think not. I still think it's going to be a long night, even though 225 for Joe is like a healthy number. Mm -hmm. I, I think that it's it's not gonna uh, man you know it's not gonna look that way on the field. What about you, DK? What did you say? You said over, so we all agreed. All right, we right. do average two twenty six on the season, mm -hmm. so this is a good. That's a good number. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. Bengals third down efficiency. Interesting. So he yeah. put it at sixty six percent. Let now, me just say this now. Okay, there's a better chance. There's a what? How's it go? There's, no, there's not a snowball's chance in hell. Is that how it goes? There you go. That's it. No way on two-thirds of their third downs are they converting. Yeah, no. Heck no. Not a chance, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going under on this one. Yeah, I mean, look, the way I look at it, for their season, they averaged 37% conversion rate, and the Ravens averaged giving up 34%. So, no, I don't think they'll double – what they normally do on each side. Um, so yeah, for DK that, was trying to get us on yeah, this one. Trying, I don't know what he was up to. This one was yeah. one of those sneaky ones. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we all said under. Yeah, you ain't getting so. on that one, DK. I Come know on, what man. you're trying to pull. 
Yeah, man. He's up to some shenanigans. Mm. Um, all right. Next, our over under, our last over under <laughs> is the score. He puts it at 45 and a half total points. And Jimbo, I'm going to say it now. It's going to go under the total. Okay. Mm. I said over when I was on the Cincy Jungle. Mm, okay. But I'm switching it up here. Okay. I'm going to go under. And it's like I always say, I think uh, they're just not bringing up their end of the bargain here. I think the Ravens do their their part. I think they get the 24, but I think the Bengals can only muster 20 points and that puts us at 44. So for that reason, I say under. Yeah, I like that as well. I'm going under. I'm going to take that scratch. Uh, the reason I'm going under is I think the Ravens defense is ready to put on a dominant performance. So even as the offense who I think we're predicting will play very well this game and put up points, like I think the offense is not going to leave much to be desired. But I think this defense is going to be absolutely smothering. Uh, so, uh, yeah, in the bank on a Thursday night, crowd's going to be wild. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going under on this one as well. DK also went under, correct, DK? Oh, you went over? Let's see. Yeah, DK yeah, went, went over. over. All right, my, like bad, my bad, my that bad, my bad. could be his moment right there. That could be it. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to the final tiebreaker, which, ladies and gentlemen, last week it came down to the yeah. final tiebreaker, which is, of course, total yards for the Ravens. It's the closest to the pin part of our competition. You don't have to worry about going over. This is not the price is right. It's simply the co closest number to the actual total for the Ravens. Now, Jimbo, I gotta, I gotta let you know you're in a bit of a, a, a you're in a bit of a, a tough spot here. Yeah, that's okay though. I'm not worried about it. Now, let me say this: I put mine in first. You did. I put mine in last. I put myself in this position. So you have no one to blame. I say no. we get 315 yards. DK <laughs> says 385. What do you say, Jimbo? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to come out right in the middle of 335. I mean, not exactly in the middle between the two of you, but simply this, I'm going to be the most accurate. Like, that's just, so put it wherever you want. You guys can put yourself in any situation you want. I'm just. <laughs> I just want to let you know, you gave yourself a 34-yard window. That's all I need. You can win. I only need two. You have, you have between 326 and 360 is what you need to win. Anything beyond that, DK wins. Anything below that, I'm you the You tell me I got a whole 34 yards to get wrong that's it that's your window but i Dude. have a window of 325 yeah well that's a look. pretty good window yeah yeah sometimes you, you know? need a larger and, handicap and, i mean the really the, the the window for dk is endless because they could score they could have a thousand yards in this game we just don't know yeah all right it's true we just do not but know. i think you know my, my i feel good about my number lamar racks up 280 and then snoop comes in does the rest you know well, Assad agrees with you. He's calling it now. He says it's a blowout, and it's an OA statement game. I like game. this. I like this, Assad. Dude, he I was this close from getting the, the uh, what they call it, the lion spike. He, mm -hmm. he almost closed the game out last week with that strip sack that they ultimately jumped on. He did. But he was this close to being our closer, like he was in our, our you know, when we the saw Chiefs the Chiefs. Game, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. So, uh, well, yeah, look, it's going to be fun. Yeah, this is going to be a wild game. Enjoy it. Get your popcorn out. Have fun with the family. I don't know who. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, but that's all for us tonight, folks. Have a great evening. We'll see you back tomorrow night. That's right. Back to back to back uh, mm -hmm. shows. So we'll be here. Make sure to tune in right after the game. We'll be here to break down all things Baltimore Ravens. Have a great night. Ah! 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 Ah!